Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Hello, welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a social media examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher, and my co-host today is Jeff C. This is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We cover the social media news that broke in the last few days. It's brought to you, this show, by the way, is brought to you by Social Media Marketing World. SMMW18.com is where you want to go to find out more. And you know you want to go to the show. You want to go to there. On today's show, we're going to explore Instagram's new API with scheduling, which is a pretty big deal. And we're going to talk about that with Elisa Meredith. We've got some more Facebook newsfeed updates, some new Instagram stories, post types, and more breaking social media news. Please share this. If you're enjoying this and you've, you've been around, you know you love the show. That's why you're back again and you're listening or you're watching live. And so hit share wherever you're consuming this, whether it's audio, whether it's video, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, um, LinkedIn even. I don't know. Anyways, your, your, your podcast player. Do that. And by the way, if you have questions about any of the stuff that we're asking and you're attending live, by the way, attend live. But if you're attending live, ask us your questions. We will be trying to answer those as we go as well. And with that, let's get into our first segment about this new Instagram API. In fact, I think it's called Instagram Graph API. Isn't that right? Yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get super into the technical part. Yeah, it, yeah. I don't think anybody cares. It's just API. <laughs> no. So yeah. let's be clear. API, Jeff, have we have we locked in yet what the meaning is of the word um, or the, 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 oh gosh, the abbreviation. Somebody in the comments will tell us because I, I did not, I forgot what it was. <laughs> That's how important I think it is. So I thought it was, I, I, I literally thought it was application uh, something interface. App. Application program interface is what Joseph's yeah. saying. Uh, application programming interface. So I guess I was close. I did know it. So there you go. Yeah. Well, that and, makes sense, right? It's the way Instagram's back end talks to schedulers back end. So yeah. There you go. Sense. So API. So first and foremost, they brought this out. They announced it officially uh, Tuesday. And this was a pretty big deal. A lot of people were like, wait, didn't we already have scheduling? But the API doesn't even just cover that alone. It covers much more than that. Mm-hmm. But uh Let's get into this. What's the nuts and bolts here? What's the what's the tie the the high level top level like? What do we need to first know about the API, and then let's start digging deeper. Oh my goodness, it's huge! Uh, so I don't know about you, but I never thought I would see the day when Pinterest would allow us to actually schedule to Instagram and have it automatically post to Instagram for us without any kind of device notifications. So that's the one that has everybody super super excited. Very cool. Yeah. So, and oh, by the way, we should mention, Elisa, you're here because of your role at Tailwind, mm-hmm. which gives you yeah. even more like, because Tailwind is a partner 
with Instagram. They have this whole list of partners, which was a huge deal. Everybody's like, wait, is my favorite app on this this list? And so that's why we wanted to, ha- we knew you were already looking at this and had some um, in-depth, you know, knowledge of this. When Jeff and I were talking about it, he kept saying that he was talking with you and you knew a whole bunch. And so, you know, most people think, oh, Elisa, she's just Pinterest, but no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, since I've joined the Tailwind team, uh, I've gotten a lot more into, into Instagram, of course. And then this kind of news, my goodness, you just can't miss it. But yeah, we are definitely working around the clock because, you know, you had to get approved to the new API, which we are, and then you had to make it work and test it. So we are working around the clock to get it done. I'll tell you, I know that firsthand. <laughs> so <laughs> it will be very, very soon. But we're, I mean, everybody's just so excited about it. So the API allows business accounts to directly schedule and publish their Instagram posts. That's not always been the case, although we've had sort of scheduling. What's the difference between how it used to be and how we have it now? Oh, it's huge. So so before we could... Yeah. So we could schedule um, our posts out and then you'd have to watch your phone at the proper time to get the notification that it's time to post. You'd have to swipe that and then you'd have to um, post. You'd have to paste the caption in and go. So if you missed your time, like with Tailwind, they have a smart schedule. So it it has optimal times to post or maybe you have a specific reason to post at a particular time. If you miss that, too bad. So now we don't even have to think about it. You could schedule for your two-week vacation or for your 10 clients and not have to be watching for the notifications. So it's it's a huge deal. It's going to free up a lot of time and make our marketing, I think, even more targeted. Yeah. I, I just kept thinking of it as like, instead of scheduling, it was like letting you do all the work and then it was reminding you, hey, at this time, go post this. So it was still you doing it. And so it really right. didn't like it was actually more stressful, I think, to have done it all and then got the notification and, yep. and make sure you got the notification even. So I know, especially if you get a lot of notifications on your phone, it's easy for it to get buried before you ever see it. And then three days go by and the event you were trying to promote is gone. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is a, an enormous deal. Jeff, when so, you were go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say, let's go ahead and recap that because there are some questions I'm seeing in the comments that sure. this is just for third party uh, official mm-hmm. developers that you still can't go into the app on Instagram and schedule posts because I, I see some comments coming in and we had that when we went live about that earlier, Eric, yeah. is that we just want to make that clear. It's only, it's, it's still using third party apps like Tailwind, uh, Hootsuite are the ones who, who rolled out with it uh, at first, but those are the partners you have to use. So um, at least is there some yep. features that, you know, is, is there some things we need to know about this? I mean, does it just let me schedule anything I want to or what, yeah. is, what are some specifics on this scheduling feature? Right. Well, it's in beta, right? So they're testing out this little, this MVP here, trying to get it to work, make sure all, all the kinks are worked out. So you do have to have a business account. That's the one thing. They said in 2019, they'll probably start rolling it out to personal profiles. But for now, just for business, which makes sense. It's, you know, 16 million as opposed to how many million now? 800. Um, now, and you can only do single image posts. So we can't do any carousels. We can't do any, any videos. Um, they do have ratios, like only a certain ratio of picture will will post successfully, but it's it's a huge ratio. So you could go anywhere from uh, four to five, which is more like a Pinterest size, um, typical square, of course, all the way to 1.91 by one. So it's like almost your typical blog header size. So those kind of limitations. Um, some functionality that we're used to may not work properly. Like um, the API says hashtags 
when sent through a scheduler hmm. won't work. Um, Tailwind is working on um, a hack, I don't want to say hack for that, but an easy way to make it actually work. So I'm sure others will as well. Um, you can tag people because I tried that <laughs> and it worked with Jeff. Um, but you can't like you can't use filters, which makes sense. How how would you possibly do that? You can't use location tags or branded tags, things like that. But uh, I think just being able to post a single image without uh, thinking about it again, it's huge. But definitely, you got to have a business account. That that's non-negotiable. Yeah. So a business account. And then you basically, uh, when they first launched it, they made a big deal. And by the way, let me bring this up. Uh, they made a big deal that Hootsuite was the first one that was available. And they kind of gave us a picture of a Hootsuite publisher, um, where it showed literally like a calendar grid and then different, uh, posts inside of there showing you, you know, what this may look like or what it will look like inside of Hootsuite, what it can kind of start to look like inside of some of these other apps. So you're saying we know for 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 sure Tailwind's already working on it. I know that there's Jeff, what are some of the other ones? I know that we've talked about this. Uh, I, well, it's you know, we've kind of and they haven't made it an official announcement who's doing it, but everyone who I've looked at saying, "Hey, we're working on it. We're working on it." Like Square is mm -hmm. um because they they actually said that in one of their chats when I went into the app. I know that um, Tailwind, of course, Alisa told us that already. Um, I, I think Buffer is too. I mean, all the all the big ones. I think Gore Pulse. I mean, Alisa uh, told me Sprout already had it um, that she tested it. So yeah. they're everyone's r really working on it. So I, I mean, it's it's very exciting for <laughs> for marketers. Um, yes. But one of the things that you know we have all talked about is the importance of engagement because this isn't a set it and forget it like Eric Ronco said. Um, <laughs> you can't just you know set it and forget it. You have to go back and, and the whole thing about Instagram is engagement. So there's going to be that aspect too. We're going to have to kind of retrain mm -hmm. ourselves to go in and double check comments and all that sort of thing. Yeah, and Ali made a really great point about being careful using a service yes. that's not on Instagram's partner list because here's a great case, right? Now they're they're going to be really behind in implementing this feature because they're not approved partners. When so, it comes to an API, know, like if you're using a third-party app for something that's not tied into the official API like using it, I would be extremely careful. I mean, we Especially know Clients. Mm -hmm. That's just yes. a no-go for yes. me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when we went live with this news yeah. uh, a couple days ago, since then we've had a number of different people say, hey, what about this app? Hey, what about this app? In private messages on Facebook asking us uh, post-live mm -hmm. video that we did. And uh, it's it's simple. Like, literally, you need to go to Instagrampartners.com. They provide that link to you. You go there. And then you look to see if your favorite Instagram app or Instagram scheduling app is on that list. And if it is, great. But I would also then follow through and ask them, hey, where are you with the progress of right. implementing this new thing Instagram announced? I'm sure they're getting bombarded right now. Ideally, they'd make a you know, <laughs> press release or send an email out to their customers or something. But... If they're not, if your app is not on that list, ask them if they're going to get on that list. Because honestly, I would not, with with social media and security, I would not be using an app that is not necessarily tied into that API. So yeah, uh, well, Lisa, do you, there's some couple of questions we're getting from people, mm -hmm. and this is from uh, people on Facebook. True Dot Design asks, is there a limit how far advanced we can schedule it on Instagram? Do you have they given you any idea how far ahead you can go with this new feature? 
Not in the API guidelines that I have seen. So it's probably going to be more a limitation based on your third party gotcha. provider. So whatever they allow. And we've gotten guess. this question too. What about ads? Does this affect anything with ads or boosting posts that do do well? Since you're already in, you have to have a business account anyway, you're allowed to boost them. Will this affect this in any way? Right. No, this is just for organic okay. posting at this point. I can see where they might roll it out in the future, but there's no mention that I've seen. But there are also some other cool things that I don't think anyone's really talking about. Yeah, fill us so in on some of this because, it's not, like I said, it's not just an API for scheduling. It's the Instagram graph API replacing right. the old API, which means it's bringing a lot of new functionality. So let us know, like, what are some of those new uh, other types of functionality? Yeah, so just reading the the releases, and I haven't I haven't actually seen how this is going to work, so I'm just kind of imagining it. But for for business profiles, you'll be able to have like a business directory where people can search for businesses in the directory. And you'll also have a functionality that will allow you to see when you're mentioned on public posts, which will be very helpful for monitoring and engaging with anybody. And I mean, we kind of already have that, but it's it's mixed in with everything else. So I have a feeling it's just going to be a much easier way to effectively engage on Instagram. Like I said, I haven't seen it yet, but that's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah, cool. And again, that sounds like it's going to be through the Mm -hmm. third party providers as opposed to native yeah. on Instagram. I, I do remember uh, when we were talking or when we went live the other day that Matt Navarra, who I think is here also watching on um, Facebook, um, mentioned something about they were going to release the ability to use this API for profiles, but in 2019. Mm-hmm. So interesting, right. yeah. uh, interesting reversal there because usually uh, it's profiles and things that get stuff first in terms of like how Facebook rolls things out, you know? So, and then businesses get True. them. But this, this yeah, really but this, makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, it's got a smaller audience to start with to make sure everything gets ironed out and it just, who needs it? Exactly. That was my call the whole time was like businesses, businesses are the ones that need this to be able to have the ability to inside of a tool do content calendar type stuff through a, a team yeah. for a business. Whereas profiles don't need to schedule, like be a person, you know, not be a person, not a marketer. Come on. Post a cat yes. picture in the moment. Anyways. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what else? I know there's more to this. We've got some other questions too. So I, I know that there's some questions here that are asking along the lines of, you know, how are these scheduled posts going to be distributed versus manual posts? Uh, mm-hmm. Is it going to have like negative reach ramifications if we schedule um, like some people say is on Facebook and well, stuff like that. When you're engaging with the official API and you are working with a partner tool, they, the, um, the host company. So Instagram in this case would not be purposefully denigrating your, your posts, right? So you're doing it the way they want you to do it. There's no reason for them to push down. your True. reach. Yeah. What else so, do you have? You had a question. I was going to ask a question like, okay, because this is something that will affect social media uh, managers a lot. A lot of us manage multiple accounts. Um, How is this going to affect multiple account management? Because um, it it looks, you know, it looks like you're going to have to have almost a separate tool for each account or, you know, that can end up being a nightmare when you're trying to schedule stuff. Like you have to log on to different accounts. Is there any sort of multi-account stuff that you can, uh, any advice you have on that? Because I know a lot of people watch and have, that's that issue. Right. Well, I think most of the big ones do like Tailwind has it. I think probably Hootsuite. I know you can add lots of different profiles and in, in all kinds of different schedulers. So like with Tailwind, you can have 
many Pinterest accounts as you want under your account. You can have um, allow people access to it. So if you are um, a, a marketer and you have clients, if they own the account, they can make you an admin on it. So you can, you know, you can switch to the account without having to log out and log back in. And I think cool. that's pretty typical. Because otherwise, yeah. yeah, it would be a pain. Um, somebody's asking if we can elaborate a little bit more on the business directory. I'm not sure if they're referring to the Instagram partners or mm -hmm. business directory as part of like the API. Do you know what that means? Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're talking about the API part of it. And it just, it was not okay. um, elaborated on <laughs> in, in the release. And I think that because we're also focused on the scheduling part of it, we'll probably be digging into that directory part later, but everybody wants okay. the scheduling right now. So I haven't seen it. Not really sure how it works, okay. but it just sounds good. Well, I know we've got some other Instagram <laughs> news here, so let's jump over to that. So Instagram also announced that they're bringing carousel ads to Instagram stories. I didn't think of it as a carousel. I thought of it as just multiple story Right, multiple yeah. stories, but I guess if you got multiples in a row and you play them through, I guess that's a carousel in in their mind. So, right, well, yeah. When Jeff told me we we're going to talk about this, I was like, I don't get it. Isn't it just more ads? <laughs> right, <made>? just <laughs> get more space. Yeah, it's nothing fancier. <laughs> yeah, so it is kind of cool though. The examples that they showed uh, were very creative, and I thought, I mean, some people are saying, oh no, it's going to ruin stories and interruption, but it's actually gives them a lot or advertisers more freedom to be creative and to tell a story instead of jamming it all into one piece of yeah. content they can have three so i I'm yeah i mean i think I, I, from the the instagram stories ads that i've seen so far have not made me think oh i want to stop and like go back and look at that ad but some of these might you know what i mean mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, and it's cool that they act just like all stories. So you can back up, you can go forward, you can pause them. So it's not like you have to sit through them if yeah. you didn't like it. Just another, I mean, it's a great feature. It just opens up the canvas. I mean, you were kind of limited to tell in with one, you know, mm -hmm. panel is what you, I, I kind of think of it as. Mm -hmm. with one uh, story for uh, mm -hmm. for Instagram, I mean, yeah, for Instagram stories. It just takes a while. I mean, it, it moves between panels and they can tell a little bit larger story and they have like a, a, a almost a call to action on the, the last one, which is helpful. So uh, I think it's going to just, I don't think it's too annoying. You know, the one thing I did read is that they're there. This is just the start. They may open it up to maybe five or more. And I'm like, eh, that seems a little too much. Yeah. You know, I want <laughs> three is probably three the limit. Kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of good. So I agree. Anyway. I, I, I was thinking of, this these these carousel ads in the context of uh, I've been watching TV, a certain show with my uh, my daughter recently and I'm fast forwarding through commercials and then like wait what was that and then I want to go back and I'm like wait what's that what is that magic I guess I'll just use the word magic for right. seeing something even though I'm not really watching it but I'm seeing it go fast forward through it and I'm like wait what was that that looked interesting let me go back and watch that mm -hmm. commercial. Wait, what world do we live in when that's happening? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so <laughs> Super Bowl's coming. So. Well, they exactly. have to. Or so I, I feel like, so the, the average consumer, if they're going through their uh, Instagram stories all in a row, you know, getting caught up or whatever, how many times they live inside of stories. If one of these is coming in through, you know, interstitially between two people they really like and they see something like, oh, that's really cool and creative, like swipe back and then watch it again. So, yeah. Did they say it's just a couple of big I brands? I believe so. Is that right? It's Gap, Coca-Cola okay. and Paramount. Um, and then they're going to roll it out more broadly. Yeah. Now, 
What'll be interesting, I want to, okay. you know, the Super Bowl's coming up. It's huge ad time. They have a lot of tie-ins where they they are, have been using social media to tie into like their main ad. I have a feeling that stories will be one of those. So I would look at like Paramount. You know, I think they're probably gonna have some movie trailers during the Super Bowl ad. I have a feeling they may cross-pollinate some of that stuff to um, story. So it'll be interesting to see. So in one more piece of Instagram news, which this one, I think I'm more excited than carousel ads. Uh, <laughs> so we've, we've talked about this, like th- this is the third time now. First it was Instagram is trying out new fonts in Instagram stories. Then it was Instagram stories is testing a new type of post for stories called type. And now it's out and it's officially out. And everybody who's got the latest version of the app has it. So it's called type. What do you, what do you guys think of this? I think it's cool. I mean, when I think about doing a story, it's like, oh, I have to be on camera or I have to find something cool. If it's if it's this, I just have to type a little something random, like they said, and it, it looks kind of cool. People might see it. So I haven't tested it yet, but you're supposed to be able to do it on, on ph- ph- uh, photos you have, too. So you're not just limited to their background. So you oh. would, like, take a picture and then mm. use this type tool oh, yeah. on top of it. So I, once again, it's just another tool in the palette of Instagram stories that you get to use. I did a little just kind of poll on mine and like 95% of people were going to use this because I mean, they, like Elisa said, it's, it's a lot easier to put a quote up there or something you see, than mm-hmm. think of like, okay, I've got to do this. And so uh, I think it's a fun thing. So it's cool. Yeah. I, I think it's. Me too. Yeah. I liked what you did with yes. the poll too, because um, with a poll, you don't get enough text really to ask what you really want to ask. So if you do the text then put the poll, put, move it where you, if you want. Notice, yeah. uh, all the different, even, even some of the ones, the versions that are like typewriter or whatever, all the different variations of this new type style stories, post type, ugh, mouthful, um, are <laughs> brands or are flavors, I should say of the Instagram branding. It's, it's got all those different colors. It's got all those different fun slash crazy lettering and numbers and all that kind of stuff. And so it makes for a great native in the app, like cut scene, not cut scene, but like right. cut to a be. title in between two other things. And like, you can get really creative, like start your story with one yeah. and then do some like video where you're doing something or a crazy like shot and then another or, and then a boomerang and then another one of these, like these could really break it up and like be a splash of color and like boom and whatever and throw in a gift sticker even on top of it. Like stories is kind of the mm-hmm. playground now in a weird way. And I, and I'm, I sound really excited about it. I don't really use it that much, but like it's, it's got a lot of potential, I guess is what I'm saying. And so and I, I, yeah. I had some I people direct ideas. message me where, where, where is this? And it's actually, you have to make sure you have the most recent version of the Instagram app, which is uh, but 30 it's in the camera. It's another camera mm-hmm. mode. So it's not like in the stickers or anything like that. You actually slide over. It's past live. If you keep going, you know, yes. normal that you go left and then it's, it's the last one. It's called type. And then that shows up instead of a, a camera or something like that. So it's in the camera features. If you're looking for it uh, to find to play with. Yeah. So go check it out. Go check it out in the, uh, the stories. Make sure again, swipe all the way to the left there. And again, it's, it's app Instagram, the latest version of iOS and Android the Instagram app version 30, which I already had, like when they announced this yesterday, I think it was on Thursday, um, that app had already been, I went back into the actual app store and looked and said uh, that it was, th- this 30 was released like three days ago. So really it was like a flip of the switch thing uh, inside of the app there, but make sure you've updated and uh, check it out. 
And this is smart of Instagram because this is something they can continue to update. Just like they did with the Super Zoom where they added new sound effects and new uh, kind of effects you can do inside of the Super Zoom camera. This is something they continually can add new type, new uh, mm-hmm. layouts for, and it can kind of refresh the app without them having to do a lot of work. So I think it's a pretty smart move on their on their part. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And somebody mentioned it's, it's constant innovation. Oh, Nancy said constant innovation to keep users interested. Absolutely. Yeah, there's always yep. something yeah. new to play with. Definitely. So I'm, I'm excited. This is cool. So that's all of the Instagram news. And uh, Elisa, great. Oh, to have, that's, look, that's <laughs> one week and we just had those three things for Instagram. I mean, come on. I, I just think that, like I said, every week, I, I'm still telling you, there's. I'm thinking there's going to be at least two more announcements from Instagram or things they test or try or put out there before social media marketing world. Elisa, what are you speaking on? at Social Media Marketing World. Oh, I'm so excited. I get to talk about Pinterest ads again. They're, and like, kind of like Instagram, there's something <laughs> new almost every week. So, so I'm excited to share that. And awesome. And now everybody. if people are, if people are going to see you there, that's great. But if they're not, uh, and in the meantime, where can they go catch up with you until they see you there? Well, on the socials at Alisa M. Meredith everywhere or my blog, alisameredith.com. Thank you, Grace, in the comments or um, blog.tailwindapp.com. All right. Alisa, thanks so much for being here. Great to see you. Thanks, Alisa. It was fun. Thanks, guys. Always fun to have fun guests. So, uh, yeah, very cool. So, again, like I said, Alisa's talking on Pinterest ads and Jeff, you're speaking. And, uh, Social media marketing world, like like I keep saying to everybody and every time we go live, I just can't help it. But it's this idea that uh, if you're thinking you're going to just master social media and then you're done, you're wrong. Because as we've seen, every yeah. single, it's why we do this show. <laughs> I mean, every week there's new news. Things change quicker and quicker. And so... Social media marketing world is the best way to do it. If you don't have your ticket yet to be there in person with an all access ticket or some other flavor of ticket that's a little less expensive and still gets you there in person, go with a virtual ticket. But all of those, you can find all those options you can find at smmw18.com. And uh, again, we're super excited. (laughs) I mean, it's coming up quick. I mean, Three weeks from tomorrow, I think, or the next day is when like you and I head out there. Sorry, wow. freak you out. Anyways, <laughs> so news, More Facebook news, Facebook news, newsfeed news. So this one's interesting. So Facebook is Mark Zuckerberg came out again and said he was going to do some more stuff to the Facebook news feed and people are like, really what? And we didn't really talk about this yet. We kind of saved it for this because it's, it has to do with a, a flavor of certain things that will be uh, in the news feed that a lot of people are um, looking for, actually looking for. It's another, in, in other words, aside from the, the family and the friends, it's the local and it's the news. And we typically stay away from Facebook and news, literal news stuff because of the whole fake news thing. And we just don't need to go into that. But this is different because it affects the news feed directly. And I wanted to bring this up. So this past week, uh, Mark Zuckerberg shared that there would be more upcoming changes. He announced that they're going to be 
elevating content, not just from friends and family, but also sources that deemed that are deemed to be high quality. And they're going to prioritize news items from users, local towns or cities in the newsfeed. And this update's first rolling out in, in the U.S. and then in more countries over the year. And to, to quote Mark specifically, he says, as, as we announced earlier this month, we expect the amount of news in the news feed to go down as we focus on meaningful social interactions. Very key words right there, by the way, in all of the changes that they've been saying. Those three words, meaningful social interactions with family and friends over passive consumption. So. We are prioritizing local news as part of our emphasis on high quality news. And with today's update, stories from local news publishers may appear higher in the newsfeed for followers in uh, publishers' geographic areas. Now, when they're saying this, the thing you need to be careful about is they are not saying, oh, if uh, you're local, if your page, if your page is local, more people will see it. Because what they, and there's literally like a, a, a spelling out of this, what a local publisher is, is local, I feel like I'm doing like junior high math here, local <laughs> plus news source equals local publisher. I'm going to say that one more time. Local plus news source equals local publisher. So if you're local, that's fine. It almost said I'm saying you're loco. Uh don't be loco and think that you're going to get higher reach right. or better reach you because you're local. It's local plus news source. So if you're not a news source, like don't even think this is going to apply to you. However, yeah. I know that there are some that probably pay attention to what we're saying here and that's important to note. So what do you think of this, Jeff? Well, I thought it was interesting in the article because he says, you know, in one spot he says, you know, this probably is going to affect the big, large uh, publishers, and then it goes on to say large local publishers will benefit, as well as the 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 publishers that focus on niche topics like local sports, arts, and human interest stories. Uh, and then it says so small news outlets may benefit. So you know they're playing kind of you know they're uh -huh. saying oh it's going to hurt you, but oh maybe not, but but small you'll be good. And so I think they're really they're really trying to focus in to make sure that hey we're really working on this news problem where that you're getting your news and. Um, they're really they're saying they're prioritizing high quality news, and so what that means is still kind of up for grabs. What do we mean by high quality news? Um, and they say they're going to try to do that those small and niche interest publishers at first, and then they're going to increase that over time. Uh, but this is on that that stuff you mentioned before, trying to combat that false news. But um, they they had like some local news publishers that did a test um, in twenty seven twenty seventeen. And um, they had all this new thing. They, you'd have the instant articles, call to actions, um, and it was prompting people to, to sign up for a publisher's page or an email newsletter. So they're adding all these tools for local publishers. So I think it's really interesting um, what they're doing. I'm sure local like newspapers and news outlets are celebrating because I think they felt like misrepresented representative on the, the Facebook newsfeed. Yeah. Well, here's another way that this announcement ties in to the original announcement when it came to friends and family. They literally say in the official the official uh, newsroom post about this, they say, if the domain is local and a news source, Facebook considers this domain to be one of your local publishers. If you live in the same area and if you follow its page, 
or your friends share its stories, you may see those stories higher in the newsfeed. So it's that cross section. It's that Venn diagram, if you will, of friends and family interacting with this page and this page is local. Then that middle piece is where, oh, I will see it more. And this can be great for communities, you know, smaller towns or even big, I mean, big towns, I don't care. But I I know there's like two or three pages here locally. And I live in a small town. And I'm like, I don't want even if I have see first turned on for them, I won't see everything. And I want Mm -hmm. to. But if other people local to me are interacting with that page, also, I'm now more likely to see it based on this update. Well, and they're also rolling out another thing, Eric. You want to talk about the today in? That's a new feature that they're they're playing with. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that this is interesting. Um, I mean, it's only what, rolling. It's it, it's only rolling out to six cities right now. So yeah. here are the cities: New Orleans, uh, Little Rock, Billings, Montana, Peoria, Illinois, Olympia, Washington, and uh, Bingham, New York. So um, there, the, what it is is it's going to be this dedicated section on Facebook that will connect people to local news in their community. And it's called mm-hmm. today in. And that's right. It, I, think. I remember we, so we, it's, we have mentioned this on here once before. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting how that's, you know, going to tie into all this. It's kind of funny because, you know, like in East Texas today in would be like, Hey, uh, the Johnston's pigs got out, you know, I mean, <laughs> stuff like that, you know, there, there's a chicken fight on main street. So I don't know what exactly will happen in East Texas for today in, but I think it's, I think it'll eventually roll out to everybody because I think because of this update that, that Zuckerberg said, I think that's going to fit right in that. And I think having a dedicated section will kind of uh, tie into all their plans they're going to do with local news. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, one of the other things that I don't think I've heard anybody say, but I clued in on right away and like highlighted and copied and pasted was this quote from Mark Zuckerberg, where he said, the goal isn't just the goal is for us to get you to spend and this, this is why it sounds strange. Trust me. It's why it jumped out at me. He says, the goal is for us now is to make sure that you spend less time on Facebook. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. But that the time that you're spending is of a much higher quality. So it's almost like he's saying, no, I'm going to stop giving you, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give you as much quantity, but I'm going to give you quality. And that's our aim so that you kind of crave Facebook again, you right. know? Like they're trying to get you hooked in a different way almost, right? It's yeah, it's strange how they're doing that. And you know, and that kind of does tie into our next um our next news item with which has yeah. to do with So the next yeah, so let's get into that. So the next news item was they re- released quarter re- quarterly results and they were working to make sure Facebook isn't just fun, but also good for people's well-being and for society by encouraging meaningful connections between people rather than passive consumption of content. And I I totally agree with that. I still feel like it's still very passive in in my mind. But they said that as part of this initiative, Facebook has shown fewer viral videos in the newsfeed and reduced time spent on Facebook by roughly 50 million hours every day. Uh, that's insane to me. 50 million hours every day. Less people yeah. are, are looking at Facebook. So I don't know, what do you think of that? Uh, I think <laughs> it, they're playing almost sometimes, I think, a sh- uh, you know, they don't want you to do this, but we want you to be involved more in local news. So, you know, they can't, Facebook doesn't want to get rid of uh, viewers, but they're trying to make it more, make you feel better about it. And so that's a tough, mm. I mean, you think about in history, when have we ever 
you know, even when television was out, you know, we had feel good TV on, you know, or uh, can't miss Fridays. Or was it? Thank God it's Friday, you know, and so, you know, they would try to do it that way, but there wasn't this, you know, you know, come and engage more, but also don't use it because it's bad for you. I mean, they're, they're playing this game, not a game, but it's really interesting how this is playing out, how this is working. So they've got, they're a business. They've got to make money. They've got to keep people on Facebook. They need people to buy ads. Uh, but they're also trying to make it, you know, not dangerous or not unhealthy. And so, right. I, I mean, I'm sure that they're in the boardroom and Zuck's going, okay, what are we going to do? And, um, and I think it's a, with the, um, the report that came out, the the earnings report that came out, you know, that they're saying that this, the views are down. We're not growing as fast as we, I mean, they still did well and made a profit and, you know, they grew, but they're not growing as fast as they used to. And some of that is, Everybody has Facebook and we're running out of people that can mm-hmm. join the platform. Yeah. I mean, so they, they had really interesting. They, they grew slower. It was the, it was the lowest quarter over quarter percentage of daily user growth ever reported by the company. So their Facebook's growth has slowed down and right. I'm not surprised. I mean, again, with, like you said, how many more people can we really get on it <laughs> that aren't already there? But at the same time, like daily active users, if you think about it, if the quality of the experience has gone down, then they're going, you're going, I know personally, I know personally, I spend time on Facebook still probably about the same amount, but it's because I'm doing work on Facebook instead of right. personal on Facebook. And I know other people I've right. talked to that it's the exact same way. Well, the part of it is once again, goes back to the news thing we were talking about, because you remember how many people were going to Facebook to get their news. Mm-hmm. That was the place they went. Well, when they take that away and they're trying to do it to more, you know, people are going to go somewhere else to get their news. Well, I think that's a big reason they have this loss of 700,000 daily active users. And he, and Zuck even said, hey, this is going to affect our bottom line, what we're doing. And so it's really interesting how this is 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 playing out. So who knows what's going to happen next? But um, yeah. that was that was the other big thing in the news that they're um, they're um, growing three point two point eighteen percent compared to three point eight last quarter. So that's the number. So it's not it's still growing. It's just not growing as fast. Yes, yes. Don't be clear. It, it's not that they've slowed down and stopped growing. It's that they've their rate of growth has declined. Right. So and but what's point, is yeah. Two, but WhatsApp has jumped up to 1.5 billion monthly users. That's up from 1.3 billion in July. That's crazy. That is. I, I don't even use WhatsApp. I'm still not. I know Kim Reynolds loves yes. it. And but wow, that's that's a big jump from just July. I mean, billion with a B. That it two. You know what is it? Point two billion. Point three billion. Point two billion from July right. to January. Yeah. Like in six so, months, point two billion people. So I don't know. Anyways. So, yeah, that's that's the update there on the Facebook, uh, you know, quarterly stuff, as well as that news feed, that news news feed update. And right. uh, I really think there's going to be some more words that'll come out from Mark. In the, I mean, how many times has he come like, hey, we're doing this. Hey, we're doing this. Like we've seen him <laughs> t- say it like three times now since the beginning right. of, the, of 2018. So I think we're going to get kind of a consistent like update from Mark set. We might have an update from Mark segment on the show. State of the here. Facebook. Yes. Address. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. and this is the one thing And TechCrunch said this, he, he goes with Snapchat threat, largely neutralized via Instagram. Facebook's biz- biggest enemy is itself. 
Now it has to Agreed. disarm any future privacy crises or scandals. Uh, and it's supposed to be, it needs to be time well spent instead of time to leave Facebook. Yes. So I thought that was good. And that's a good segue to our next section, which has to do with Snapchat. Yeah. So what's the deal with these updates from Snapchat on the iOS app? Well, there's three kind of things. Now, this is for um, the iOS. So I'm sorry, Android users. I don't think this is rolled out to you. But they, they, Snapchat has rolled out an update to iOS that includes new features like the option to save text in one-on-one conversations. And what that means is now you can tap and hold a message. It'll bring up more options for saving. Uh, is what Snapchat says. Um, It's not really new, but before it was only for group chats, and now it's kind of migrated to individual conversations. Uh, So that's one of the the first new feature with this new uh, iOS update. And the second one, which is the biggest one, I think, that is so cool, and a lot of people are trying to find workarounds for it. With the update now, it's removed the white frame that appeared when you snapped, you you uploaded snaps from a camera roll and added it to a story. Remember to have that ugly white border on it. Well, that yes. has been removed with this new update to iOS. Good. Um, and so if you, if you didn't use Snapchat, what it was is when you did it before, it would put this, that ugly thing. And um, now with, when you share Snapchat memories, um, it, it, all it does is it has a little designation of the camera roll. It's from the camera roll in on the top. So people know you didn't use the Snapchat camera and this is from your camera roll, but it's a lot better than that ugly white border, in my opinion. And yeah, the it was third like one second is, class. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this really isn't a good memory. We're just, you know, we're just throwing it here because we don't have anything to say today. Yeah. Uh, but now you can't really tell. Um, and the third part is the they've incorporated a snap map into group chat. And, uh, snap map. That's like something Dora the, the Explorer would say. Um, inside the chat, the map will show friends that are in the group, just like the ra- regular snap map. The tool only works if those friends have the location sharing turned on. So it's already rolling out in iOS. It still hasn't hit Google Play as last I checked. All right. Facebook is developing chatbots with improved conversational skills. So what this means is it's going to have kind of a consistent personality or a personality at all, I guess. Um, and ultimately, I mean, we, we, you and I talked about this on right. open office hours earlier this week. And it, basically, um, Facebook's engineers are training their chat bots and it's called persona chat. And it consists of more than 160,000 lines of dialogue sourced from workers found on Amazon's mechanical Turk marketplace. And this is a resource for human data used to train AI. And so. I think the goal here is to basically give um, chatbots less of a bot feel and more of a chat feel, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I think it's cool, too, because uh, The Verge said, you know, a lot of times these uh, chatbots are, are um, trained on dialogue from, like, movie scripts. So the last thing I want is, like, Facebook messengers say, get to the chopper, you know, or something <laughs> like that. But it will actually, you know, have this natural language, which I think is cool. Or so. keep the change, you filthy animal, from home alone right. after exactly. you've made a payment. I don't know. Exactly. We'll see. But that would uh, be funny. Yeah. actually, really would be co- I would chat with a chat bot that was all movie quotes. That would be really Yeah, funny. that would be cool. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so we've got some wild stuff here. Let me bring up this image. Yeah. So, and our, our very own uh, Michael Stelzner found this own. for us. And uh, what it is, 
is I don't know how many of you guys use uh, use Facebook Watch or, or watch shows inside of Facebook Watch, but now it's actually it looks like Facebook is promoting Facebook Watch shows with a pop up alert uh, that alerts you when a new a new show is available to view and it suggests you follow it to get those episodes on your watch list. And you know it actually highlights which of your friends are already following the series. And this was spotted on a mobile device. I swear I saw it on my desktop, but I may be wrong. But uh, Michael Stelzner pointed this out. Um, and like this one popped up and said, hey, a new show by Humans of New York gives a little icon and has a follow button right below there. And you can actually see the your friends icons who actually have watched that. So it's pretty cool. I've actually, I wasn't using um, watch that much. And, but I was I found a new show through this on my mobile and it was uh, it's called master and apprentice. And it's these, these movie guys who make um, they're like in a wood shop and they make like props replicas and tell you how to do it. It's really cool. And it's done really well. But I found that with this kind of feature on my mobile phone, I was just scrolling through it and thought that looked interesting. It was a guy yeah. with a beard. So I went, Interesting. And it was pretty cool. The most I've done with Facebook watches, I've actually watched some of the shows, but I used it on the Facebook television app for the Apple TV. Oh, that's right. So that's, cool. that's actually a really cool way to like, hey, if you find a funny video and, you know, here, productivity tip, if you're scrolling through your feed and you're like, here's a video I want to watch, I'm going to watch it later, click save, come back later, and then go open it and sit down and actually like show it, you know, like sit down and say, hey, I got this, I got a bunch of funny videos I saw today on Facebook. Let's all watch them together kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. The one other cool thing I think, or maybe it's not cool, maybe it's annoying, but look at how big this pop-up is on this mobile app. I mean, it is taking, I would say, possibly two-thirds or at least half of the screen as this pop-up is covering over and dimmed out the background of the remainder of the Facebook app and the newsfeed there. What do you think yeah, of that? There's nothing, there's nothing subtle about it. They're wanting no. you to subscribe to these watch programs. I mean, I did one, uh, I did the first one when uh, Mike Rowe uh, from yes. the Dirty Jobs guy, he did one of the first ones. And so I watched some of those. I thought they were, they were well done. And now I'm getting more pushes to watch other shows. And I see this continuing because Zuckerberg has even said video is we want, they want to be, you know, a big um, video and movie and television show place where people get content. And so uh, I see, I see this happening more and more. Yeah. So, all right, we've got some updates from Twitter. So Twitter ha now has sponsored moments, which is interesting to me. Um, Sponsored moments essentially are collections of tweets that are packaged around a specific event or theme, you know, kind of like the Oscars or recently there was the Grammys. And mm -hmm. these sponsored moments are an extension of the in-stream sponsorships, which are these customized programs where brands and publishers are paired on a one-to-one -one basis. So it's like the goal between sponsored moments and, and basically in-stream sponsorships is to kind of get an advertiser message or partner content like to merge uh, in front of you. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, like with the, uh, the Olympics coming up, the winter Olympics coming up that there's mm -hmm. like, you know, I will sponsor this moment all about today's, you know, games, the certain things that happened today kind of thing. And, and it would be a brand that maybe fits with that per se, like a sports drink, a sports drink or, or something. Right. So, yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't really look at moments. Do you on Twitter? 
No, I, I really don't, you know, <laughs> so I don't, I mean, the diehard Twitter people, and I can see the big brands using this, like you were saying, yes. like the Winter Olympics, and then you have a ski company or, a, you know, a brand of skis or ski clothing would do that. I, that makes sense. Um, you know, I would, I want to see really, you know, what it costs <laughs> and, you know, how, how well it converts is yeah. what I would want to see. But I, I think Twitter's trying to bring more and more of these, uh, ways to to sponsor posts or, or pay for advertising to i mean to you know raise their bottom line so I, I think any innovation they're doing is a good idea yeah they said that uh the sponsored moments are now broadly available to all publishers who participate in in-stream sponsorships worldwide uh one other thing twitter has rolled out a full archive search with a premium api so what this means is that uh, it, it basically is an API for developers and it is going to provide access to not just say the past seven days of tweets, which is traditionally what the API provides is the ability to search tweets that go back seven days or 30 days. Um, the new API will give you full archive search, which in other words is all tweets from all time. That's nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. So I could go back and search for, you know, the tweet that I first had, although there's been tools out there that have done that, like, you right. know, download your tweet archive and different things like that. But I don't know. I I, I don't know that. It, I'm not sure what the benefit is to an app person or, or, you know, publisher buying in on this. But then again, maybe it's the the data. Maybe they can get access to the data right. and that that helps them to develop even better uh, tweets. But any but anyways, uh Next. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that Apple it, like it, for normal people goes only back 30 days, right? I right. Mean, is it that? Okay. Uh, the, the newest thing is um, the next piece of news is Google introduce, introduces new search console beta. And so Google is starting to release a new beta version to search console all to search console to all users this week. And this new version of search console was rebuilt and expanded by surfacing the most actionable insights and creating interaction model, which guides you through the process of fixing any pending issues. And what that means in geek speak is they got a really bunch of new cool reports for you to look at. Um, But for you SEO people, and if you run a website, I think this is a really cool feature. I think it's going to be, it's kind of the next step in the evolution. Um, And um, so what they're saying that they're releasing this beta version to all users of Search Console. So now everyone can explore the simplified process of optimizing a website's presence on Google Search. And the functionality will include search performance, index coverage, AMP status, and job post AMP status and job posting reports. And they mentioned they're not done yet. And so over the course of this uh, next year, this Search Console will continue to add functionality from the from the classic Search Console. And until this new search console is complete, both versions will live side by side. So you'll be able to go back and forth between the two. They'll be easily interconnected uh, via links in the navigation bar, so you can use both. And um, it's rebuilt from the ground up, and um, it's also given you the ability to share reports with your own organizations in order to simplify internal collaboration. And in our final news, Facebook is rolling out a new education campaign to show you more of what you can do with your user privacy. So it's a new program that helps users understand how your data is used on Facebook and it provides tips on how to best manage your privacy on the site. There are 
uh, essentially videos that will be featured in the news feed. And it is, you know, it comes through and it will show you certain things like uh, you may see ads from sites you visited, but advertisers can't see see contact information like your phone or email without your permission. Just thought you should know that kind of stuff. And so, you know, little quick little videos like that will show up and, um, you know, teach you. Okay, now you know. Now you know what <laughs> we what what those people that are sending you know ads to you right. what they get of your uh, you know what's our agreement with them and you in this triangle of our platform those ads and you are our people on our platform. So Do you think people will watch these videos? I, it was pretty quick. I mean, the, it was like I mean, if you're scrolling through and you see a video and it's from Facebook, maybe I don't know. But also, they said that later this year they're launching a new privacy center, which will group all the platform's core privacy settings in a single hub to make them easier to manage. And that's true because, like, I think of privacy on Facebook, and I think I think there's like so many different places you've got to go to make you know to do a checkup. In other words, right? So, yeah, yeah. that'll be good. That is all the news for this week. I want to say thank you to you, Jeff, for filling in as co-host as well as handling our simulcasts. I want to say thank you to Grace Duffy for being our show producer. Check out our weekly show calendar by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. And you can find the audio of this show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. New episodes drop every Monday. Again, don't forget, Social Media Marketing World is coming up in basically four weeks You want to be there. You need to be there. Find out more at smmw18.com. If you've enjoyed this show, wherever you're consuming it, hit share and subscribe. And our next show is going to be Friday, February 19th at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. And again, you can get that calendar for all our live shows and even get it on your calendar by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. And with that, I want to say happy Groundhog Day and thank you for watching, listening, and having meaningful social interactions with us. That's right. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.